Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Taran here with us. Hey, everyone. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Since there are no new movies or new TV shows or really anything to talk about this week, we thought we'd do a guess the film rating episode. So I'll explain what that means. So that means I'm going to go through the synopsis of a film, and that's all I'm going to say, and then... You, the audience, as well as Tyron, will try to guess what the movie is firstly, then what the rating of that movie is. Rating being, we're looking at Rotten Tomatoes rating, so just percentage rating of what you think the film has on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking at the critics rating, but I've also got the audience one in case you guys get closer to the audience one than the critics one. And then also the budget and the box office of those movies. I went to a random film picker website and I just picked 10 films from post-2010. Most of them seem to be closer to the, the lower bound of the of the years rather than the upper bound. So they're sort of 2010, 2011, 2012 sort of range. And they range in different, uh, range between different genres. So they're, some of them are superhero movies, some of them are just other movies. And they're ranging quality as well. You'll see a wide range of ratings. Ready to get started? Yeah. All right, we'll start with a nice, easy one. You should get this one. Avengers, 89%. <laughs> no, no. Well, I haven't, I haven't told you this synopsis yet, but you're not far off. This is a synopsis. Abandoned by his parents and raised by an aunt and uncle, teenager Peter Parker is trying to sort out who he is exactly and what his feelings are for his first crush, Gwen Stacy. When Peter finds a mysterious briefcase that is his father's, he pursues a quest to solve his parents' disappearance. His search takes him to Oscorp and the lab of Dr. Kurt Connors, setting him on a collision course with Connors' alter ego, the Lizard. Okay, so this is a pretty easy one. What, yeah, it's the Amazing Spider-Man one. Amazing Spider-Man 2012. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes rating is? What's our margin of error? Because it's basically impossible to guess the exact one. Maybe 10%. Oh, okay. It's 70%. Okay. The critics rating is 72%. Yeah. The audience rating is 77%. I knew it. 
So what do you think the budget is? Oh, wait, this was a part of the... Yeah, did you listen to the rules I said oh, earlier? Oh, did you so say that? There's four points. So right. there's the, the movie name, yeah. the Rotten Tomato score, the budget, and the box office. Budget, yeah. I don't know, $100 million? No, so it's a bit more than that. So it's 200 to $230 million. It's one of the more expensive Spider-Man movies. And box office-wise... $500 million. No, so $758 million. Most of the Spider-Man movies do around that range. So the... Rotten Tomatoes' consensus for this movie was a well-chosen cast and sure-handed direction allow the amazing Spider-Man to thrill despite revisiting many of the same plots from the 2002 Spider-Man. So overall, it had a pretty positive response. And I think over time, it's kind of maybe deteriorated. I don't think yeah. people like this movie as much now. Yeah. I knew it was higher than it should be on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, one trivia. So I've got one trivia fact on each of these. So during his breaks, Andrew Garfield went around New York playing basketball with kids in his Spider-Man outfit. Fair enough. And on selecting Andrew Garfield to play Peter Parker Spider-Man, director Mark Webb said, though his name may be new to many, those who know this young actor's work understand his extraordinary talents. He has the rare combination of intelligence, wit, and humanity. Mark my words, you'll love Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Mm, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a bad actor. I like yeah. him, but he's, he probably Peter could Parker's have been a a, Yeah, like he could have been a good Peter Parker. Just the writing. I think it, there was potential. He's probably a bit on the old side again. How old was he? Like thirty when they did the movie? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That was a good one. So he passed that one. Gets harder from here. Here, I'm going to get all the box offices and the budgets wrong, but I'll get everything else right. So you, you can back yourself to get the ratings. Yeah. You got 10 movies to get through. Second one. Visiting their annoying cousin Eustace, Lucy and Edmund Pevensey come across a painting of a mystic ship. Suddenly, the painting comes to life and draws Eustace into a magical place where they meet one of their old friends. Their friend is on a quest to save seven lost lords of Telmar, whose swords will save the kingdom from an evil green mist that enslaves men's minds and bodies. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yes. Chronicles of Narnia Voyage of the Dawn Treader, 2010. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is? 70. No. 10%, so 10% either way. It's wrong. Yeah, it's 50%. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. It's so, worse than I thought it was. I thought the movie was all right, actually. Yeah. Critics, yeah. 50%. Audience, 58%. So either way. Oh, still- either way, I got it wrong. Yeah. Okay. People didn't like that movie. So budget wise, one hundred fifty million. Yeah, you're in the range. So it's one forty to one fifty five, and then box office wise, two hundred million. No, so four hundred fifteen million. So it did it did all right. It wasn't a complete catastrophe. Obviously, listeners, you play along as well, so you see how many you can get right. Maybe you'll guess more than Tyron. I'll get every movie right. I'll get the synopsis right. Hundred percent. Yeah, you don't know what movies are coming up yet, though. Let's. I would. uh, I wouldn't back yourself too early. I'm 100% at the <laughs> I'm 100% on everything at the moment. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes consensus is its leisurely business-like pace won't win the franchise many new fans, but Voyage of the Dawn Treader restores some of the Narnia franchise's lost luster with strong performances and impressive special effects. That doesn't sound like 56%. Yeah, it, does, yeah. it sounds a bit better than that. Yeah. Trivia-wise, so after the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian did not fare as well as expected at the box office. The Walt Disney Company decided for budgetary and logistical reasons not to co-produce or co-finance this. 
or any of the following chapters of the Narnia series. Ironically, they end up owning the film anyway with the acquisition of 20th Century Fox. I don't know if they're making any more of these. Do they just... I don't know. I think they stopped. Because all the other ones, they're not linked to the main cast, right? Each of the stories have, like, different casts, like, different oh, characters. It's got returning characters. Does you It's got the same. Back? It's got, like, the same family that keeps coming back. But the older ones don't come back, right? Yeah. I think but they do at the end. Have you read all of them? Nah. All right. So, that was the second one. Pass that one because you guessed the movie and mm. actually, and do you box pass office. it? I guess the box office as well. No, if you, you get it. two, yeah, I did. I guess the box. No, I guess the budget. Yeah, okay. So I got two out of four, so that's a pass. Yeah, so you pass. Yeah. If you get fifty percent of them, you pass. So yeah. you pass the first two, two. Two ticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Number three. So they get harder as you go on. Number three, the implausible escape of a brilliant murderess brings U.S. Marshal Teddy Daniels and his partner to Ashcliff Hospital, a fortress-like insane asylum located on a remote, windswept island. The woman appears to have vanished from a locked room and there are no hints of the terrible deeds committed within the hospital walls. As the investigation deepens, Teddy realises he will have to confront his own dark fears if he hopes to make it off the island alive. Shutter Island? Yeah, 2010 Shutter Island. Rotten Tomatoes. 90. No. Uh, you're quite far off, actually, and I was surprised by this too. So it's sixty-eight percent on. Oh, really? Right. Did I get the audience right? Seventy-seven percent. So no. Yeah, I thought that, <laughs> I thought it would be rating. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Budget-wise, it would have been too expensive. Probably around the hundred billion range. So it's eighty million. Yeah. And box office probably did uh, relatively well. Four hundred billion. 300 million. Yeah. So yeah, it was surprising that it was rated as low as it was. Yeah. I thought it would be Martin Scorsese. Generally, his movies, critics Creek just love him. Yeah. They? This is the exception. That's why he picked it, hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just came up in the random uh, yeah. random generator. So the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes so it may not rank with Scorsese's best work, but Shutter Island's gleefully unapologetic genre thrills to represent the director at his most unrestrained. Trivia-wise... The only movie of the partnership between Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio that failed to receive any Oscar nominations. The previous ones were Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, and Wolf of Wall Street. And they all received Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. This is one of the better ones out of those. Probably is. Yeah. I haven't seen... I've seen The Departed. I haven't and, seen The Gangs of New York. I haven't seen Aviator either. Yeah. All right, I told you it gets harder. So, did you? You didn't pass that one. You only got the movie. I'm right. still 100 percent on synopsis, though. That doesn't count now. So, so you're two out of three. No, I'm 100. percent I'm doing my own rating score. <laughs> Number four. A young girl, when she visited Magical Underland, Alice Kingsley is now a teenager with no memory of the place except in her dreams. Her life takes a turn for the unexpected when, at a garden party. For her fiancé and herself, she spots a certain white rabbit and tumbles down a hole after him. Reunited with her friends, Alice learns that it is a destiny to end the Red Queen's reign of terror. I haven't seen this movie, but it's Alice in Wonderland 2. Well, it's just Alice in Wonderland, but yeah, it's it's not. it doesn't actually have a 2. It's just Alice in Wonderland 2010. Oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll give that to you. So, what what is the Rotten Tomatoes? Is it Tim Burton one? Yeah, it's Tim Burton. 65. Okay, so you get the audience. Audience is 55. Yeah. 
Critics is 51. Well, okay. I thought the critics would like it because I know. It seems like one of those critical movies. Yeah, I don't think they really like Tim Burton's recent stuff anyway. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think they really like him. Budget-wise? It would be expensive because it had a lot of stuff. $250 $250 million. Just a bit above, so $200 million. It was yeah. $150 to $200 And box office. I think it did really well. Didn't they make a sequel to this? They did. $800 million. You're actually still below it, so it made a billion. It made $1.025 billion. Jeez, too much money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why they, it, that's why it got a sequel, despite uh, the critical rating, because based on that, you wouldn't want to yeah. probably make a sequel to it. Well, I think I actually have seen this movie. I haven't seen the sequel, though. Yeah, I've seen the sequel. Yeah. I've seen this and the sequel. Both yeah. of them are not that great. The Rotten Tomatoes consensus is Tim Burton's Alice sacrifices the book's minimal narrative coherence and much of its co- much of its heart, but it's undeniably a visual treat. Before Tim Burton was involved with the project, Anne Hathaway was offered the title role of Alice, but she turned it down because it was too similar to the other role she had previously played. However, she was keen to work with Burton, so she was pleased to be cast as the White Queen. She shot all of her scenes in two weeks. I can't actually remember Anne Hathaway in this movie. I didn't even realize she was in it. I remember she's in it. Helena Bottom Carter's in it as well. Yeah, she's the yeah. evil one. Yeah, yeah, and Anne Hathaway's the good one. All right, so you don't get 100%. that one? Uh, I guess, okay, so you sort of got the Rotten Tomatoes because you got the audience Some and you got 100%. the title. So, okay, we'll give this to you. So three out of four. 100%. <laughs> Just round it up. <laughs> okay, number five, almost halfway through. Disillusioned with romance, Beth, an ambitious New Yorker, travels to Rome where she plucks magic coins from a special fountain. The coins attract an assortment of odd suitors, including a sausage merchant, a street magician, and an artist. But when a persistent reporter throws his hat in the ring, Beth wonders if his love is the real thing. The fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, she goes no, to Rome. She goes to Rome, yes. It's a romantic comedy. It's a romantic comedy. I'll give you a couple of clues. So it's got Kristen Bell. Yeah. And it's got Josh Duhamel. I don't know if there was a movie in those two's combination. Nah, no idea. I haven't right. even heard of this movie. You probably haven't. Yeah. It's called When in Rome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, came out, I've never heard of it. Came out in 2010. So based yeah. off that synopsis, what do you think the Run Tomatoes rating is? Uh, 20%. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're close enough. It's seventeen percent critics, and then audience is forty one percent. Audience like it better than the critics. Yes, definitely not critically acclaimed. Budget wise, oh, it'd be like twenty million. Yeah, twenty eight million. And box office wise, considering I've never heard of it before, fifty million. Yeah, forty three million. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, you did surprise. I get everything right except, except the synopsis, except the title. Yeah. yeah. And the Rotten Tomatoes consensus is a pair of young, attractive leads can't overcome when in Rome's reliance on unfunny gags and threadbare rom-com cliches. While standing at the Fountain of Love at the beginning of the film, Beth looks down at coins. Although she's in Rome, most of the change is in US currency. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in the consensus? No, that's in the oh, trivia. Oh, it's in the trivia. That's okay. in the trivia. Yeah. Yeah, it should be in the yeah. consensus. Well. <laughs> I'm like, why did that, why'd they put that in the consensus? <laughs> Just something they all noticed. They yeah. all said that. <laughs> so I guess you get that one because you got the budget and the box office and the rating. Yeah. So I guess you get that one. So and I got the synopsis as well. 
I'm 100%. <laughs> so that's uh, four out of five so far. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This one's a bit different as well. You might not know this one. A young woman becomes worried about her boyfriend when he explores a dark subculture surrounding a mysterious videotape said to kill the watcher seven days after he has viewed it. She sacrifices herself to save her boyfriend, and in doing so, she makes a horrifying discovery. There is a movie within the movie that no one has ever seen before. Uh, I know this one. This is the Japanese one that they made into English. The Ring? It is not The Ring. It is in the Ring universe, I guess. <laughs> the Grudge? No. No. It's called Rings? Rings. Yeah. All right, give that to me. (laughs) I got that, yeah. Of 2017. So it's not the one. It's not. It's a sequel. It's a sequel to The Ring. Yeah. So deny me what's Ring. Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? It'll be bad. It'll be bad. 20%. Okay, so you got the audience. The audience is 23%. Yeah. The critics is 8%. Yeah. (laughs) 8% for critics. So, yeah, not not good. Budget-wise? Oh, they usually make these on a shoestring budget. I'd say like 50, 50 mil maybe. 25 mil. So oh, very shoestring. Very yeah. shoestring. And box office? I reckon it's still made a profit. 80 billion. 83 million. So Rotten Tomatoes consensus is rings may offer ardent fans of the franchise a few threadbare thrills, but for everyone else it may feel like an endless loop of muddled mythology and rehashed plot points. 
one piece of trivia on this. Originally set for release in November 2015, the film was pushed back several times due to studio delays. It finally released in February 2017 in most in most territories, almost two years after its initial shooting occurred. I've never heard of this movie before. Yeah, Rings 2017. Who's in it? Matilda Lutz and Alex Rowe. I don't okay. know who they are. Never heard of this movie, <laughs> yeah. So you... Passed. You do pass that 100%. One. Except for the title, you got everything else. Okay, so you are six out of – you're five out of six so far. 100%. While shopping at an outdoor market, a young reporter accompanied by his faithful dog buys a model of an old ship called the Unicorn. A shady character named Saccharine and later an American named Barnaby try to buy the model from him, but the reporter refuses. The lad discovers that the ship contains a clue about a hidden treasure, but before he can locate it, the reporter is kidnapped. This is our Tintin. Adventures yeah. of Tintin 2011, directed by Steven Spielberg. Rotten Tomatoes. Lower than I would expect. I'm going to go mid-range, like 65. Okay, you just fall in the range. So, <laughs> critics, 74. Audience, 74. Okay, I, yeah. I got it. Yes. I was going to go 60, but I thought, I thought I'd go 65. We watched this movie in the cinema, I remember. Yeah. It was all right. It's okay. Yeah. Budget-wise? It's pretty expensive because they did that whole motion okay. capture yeah. thing, didn't they? Yeah. It would be $200 million. It's a bit less, so it's $135 million. Okay. Probably because the movie's not that long. I think yeah. it was like an hour and a half long. And box office-wise? I don't think it did that well because they never made a sequel to it. $300 million? $374 million. So the consensus is drawing deep from the classic Raiders of the Lost Ark playbook, Steven Spielberg has crafted another spirited, thrilling adventure in the form of Tintin. Trivia? So this is the first animated film directed by Steven Spielberg. I thought he did the... Oh, no, that was after. Which one? The BFG. Was that That anim- was not animated either. He yeah, just I think remade it, yeah. Obviously, he was CGI. The BFG, BFG yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, BFG. Yeah, I'll, you get that one. You get yeah. that one. So six six out of seven so far. When soldier John Tyree meets an idealistic college student, Savannah Curtis, it's the beginning of a strong romance. Over the next seven tumultuous years and separated by John's increasingly dangerous deployment, the lovers stay in touch through their letters, meeting only in person, rarely. However, their correspondence triggers consequences that neither could foresee. So Channing Tatum one? Yeah, he's in it. And Amanda Seyfried. I'm surprised you know that because <laughs> this came up. I'm like, I haven't seen this movie. Is it Love John? Is that what the movie's called? Not far off. Dear John. Dear John. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dear John. I yeah. Did, yeah. I couldn't remember exactly what it's called. Of yeah. 2010. So I'm yeah. surprised you know this one. So it's yeah. one of those Nicholas Sparks movies. I've never seen it before. <laughs> How do you know that? You know just, way too much about it. I, I, I guess the synopsis based <laughs> off the title. <laughs> All right. So Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, bad. 30%. Yeah, 28%. Critics, 55% audience. Budget? Low. 50 million. 25 million. Oh, okay. So it's even lower than you thought. And box office. Pretty good, I think, given that it was $25 million. I think like $300 million. No, $115 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still bad profit. Uh, built from many of the same ingredients as other Nicholas Sparks tearjerkers, Dear John suffers from its cliched framework as well as Lassie Hellstrom's curiously detached directing. Is the consensus? And trivia, on its opening weekend in the United States, it went on to become number one 
becoming the film to finally end the reign of James Cameron's Avatar, which sat at the top of the box office for seven consecutive weeks. This was that famous movie. Yeah, this was the one that this dethroned one that, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Dear John. <laughs> so that one, yeah, we'll give it to you because you got the wrong tomatoes and the like, you almost love John. Dear John. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give it to 100%. you. 100%. So that's seven out of eight. Number nine. Two more to go. You're doing way better than I thought you would be doing. I thought Dear John would be one you definitely wouldn't get, but somehow that Rome one. That was the Rome one. I've like, <laughs> frankly, never heard. Like, I still don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see if you get this one. As the Eisenhower era draws to a close, journalist John Kemp decides that he's had enough of New York and takes a job in Puerto Rico. There, he becomes obsessed with Channelt, the fiance of a shady businessman named Sanderson, who wants to turn the pristine island into a capitalist paradise. Recruited by Sanderson to write an article that praises an unsavory deal, Paul must decide if he will use his talents to help Sanderson or bring him down. No idea. Never heard of this. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard I've heard of the movie. I didn't know yeah. this was a story of the movie. Okay. Who's in it? Johnny Depp. Okay. Is it does it have its own name? Uh Angelina Jolie? No. Okay. No, don't know. <laughs> so it's called The Rum Diary? Oh, okay. Yeah. 2011. I've heard of it, but I didn't know this was what the story was. Rotten Tomatoes-wise? 50. Yeah, 51%. Yeah. Critics, 51%. Audience, 36%. So this is one instance where the critics liked it more than the audience, interestingly. Budget-wise? I know. It seems like they went to some exotic places to film it. Maybe like 50 million? Yeah, 45 million. Yeah. And box office? I don't know if anyone saw this movie. Like 80 million? No. This was a real disaster, so it made 30 million. Oh, okay. So no, absolutely no one went to see this movie. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes consensus is it's colourful and amiable enough and Depp's heart is clearly in the right place, but the rum diary fails to add sufficient focus to its rambling source material. And trivia? So Johnny Depp suspended his sobriety for this film in order to experience the effects of the liquors depicted. Maybe he didn't stop after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is also the movie where Johnny Depp met Amber Heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's in this movie. Yeah, she's in this movie. So it's kind of the movie that ruined his life in a way. <laughs> so you got the Ron Tomatoes and you got the budget. You didn't get the box office or the title. So we'll still give it to you. So eight out of nine. Number 10. So we're, we're in the last one. I'll be... I'll be interested to see if you get this one. This is pretty obscure. His faith broken by many years fighting in the Crusades, a knight named Berman returns to Europe and finds it's ravaged by the Black Plague. A dying cardinal ordens Berman and his friend Felsen to take an accused witch to a remote abbey where monks will destroy her powers and end the pestilence. As Berman and the five comrades undertake the dangerous journey, they come to realise that the prisoner is no ordinary girl and evil forces await at the destination. No idea. Have you heard of this before? Uh, not really. <laughs> Who's in it? If I tell you that, you'll probably get it. So the one and only Nicolas Cage is in it. Is it Journey to Witch Mountain? No. Something to Witch Mountain? No. No. There's no mountain in it. <laughs> witch something. It's called Season of the Witch. Oh, okay. 2011. Yeah. Is there a movie called Journey to Witch Mountain? There might be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, okay. there's a journey to something mountain. 
I don't know. Might be Witch Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that has. Does that have. I'm going to look this up now. I'm, I'm interested. There's Journey. Okay. Journey to Witch Mountain. There is a movie. Journey to Witch Mountain starring. Oh, it's Race to Witch Mountain. Oh, okay. Race to Witch Mountain starring uh, Dwayne Johnson. Anyway, after that slight sidetrack. So this one's called Season of the Witch in 2011. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is? Not good, like all Nicolas Cage movies. 20%. Uh, okay, you're just within the range, or both, actually. So, critics-wise, it's 11%, and audience-wise, it's 30%. So, there's, okay. there's some people that might still enjoy it. We, we might still enjoy it. <laughs> Budget-wise? 80 million. No, 40 million. So, it's... Oh, lower. I thought it would have, like, CGI or something in it. I don't know. I haven't probably seen this does. movie. <laughs> yeah. Probably does, but it's probably not very good. Yeah. The budget was 40 million. <laughs> and box office... 60 million. 91 million. So it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, people went to watch it. Nicholas Cage has fans. The Rotten Tomatoes consensus is slow, cheap-looking, and dull. Season of the Witch fails even as an unintentional comedy. (laughs) 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 And trivia. So it's directed by Dominic Senna with extensive uncredited reshoots by Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Nicholas Cage learned to ride a horse for this movie. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Is it like a period piece? Yes, it's like a medieval. Apart from Nicolas Cage, it's also got Ron Perlman as well. Okay, never seen it before. I haven't seen most of these movies on this list, (laughs) yeah. But somehow you've managed to guess. Okay, so this one you, well, you got the Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe we'll give you 9 out of 10. So the only one you didn't get was that uh, the Rome one. No, actually, no, you did get the Rome one. Which one didn't you get? You You didn't get the second one. Voyager of the Dawn Treader, because you, you couldn't get the Rotten Tomatoes or the box office or the budget. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was easier for you than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> some of them, I guessed, even though I've never seen them before. Yes. So, most of them were 2010, 2011 movies. Just happens when I did the random movie generated, these were the ones that came out. So, mm. yeah, we can do more of these when we get a chance later. Maybe you can do it with me next time and I'll try to guess them. Yeah. Yeah. See if you're as successful as I am. That was the game for this week. So if people want to get in touch with us and tell us how well they did, I'm interested to see if anyone got 10 out of 10. Yeah. They got all of them. I don't think anyone's heard of that Rome movie. What what was it called again? When in Rome. Yeah. I don't think anyone's (laughs) heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rome Diary people would have heard of probably. Yeah. But 30 million, so not no that many people's watched. Yeah. yeah, no one's seen it. Yeah. Uh, how do they go about getting in contact with us? So we're on uh, Cognitive Recalibration on all platforms. And uh, to email us, you can contact us at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via a couple of methods. So one is give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify and a review. That just makes us more discoverable on search engines. And the other two methods are you can give us a one-off donation on Buy Me A Coffee, which we'll use to further develop the podcast, and also use our Amazon affiliate links to purchase anything that you would like to purchase. Which one of these are we going to watch now? When Uh, in Rome? (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) Season of the Witch. Which one had the worst rotten tomatoes? Uh, The worst rotten tomatoes. Okay, so Season of Witch was 11. Uh, There was one worse. There was one that was 8%. Rings. I don't even really want to watch that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the worst audience score was also that one, I think. So obviously that one's 
really bad. <laughs> Next week, we haven't decided what we're going to do yet. So it's two weeks till Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat. We could review the two other Mortal Kombat movies. I haven't seen them and I don't know much about them, but it might be fun to, to have a look at those. Black Widow has been delayed, unfortunately, because we're going to have Black Widow later this month, but that's been delayed to July. So we'll be doing some other stuff in place of that. There's some, obviously there's Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's going to end soon. And there's also Invincible, which I've been watching and you've been watching, mm. which is good. I'm enjoying it so far. I think the first episode was, the end of the first episode was the best. Mm. And then since there, it's been a bit, it's okay, but not much has really happened that much. We'll see what happens from here. Yeah. There's only two more episodes, right? Or three more episodes. I, think. Uh, I don't know. Three, I think. Maybe? I think there's only yeah. six or something. Six or, all right, yeah. see there's six or eight episodes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Hope you guys had fun listening to us in this episode and hope you're all staying safe as well. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.